I just, yeah, okay. I just smashed that. Oh, yeah, I can't. Can I do oh, that? Got a rolling pin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Was Next. it good for you? <laughs> what you were just hearing was a carefully curated selection of audio from The Drew Barrymore Show. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Welcome to The Drew Barrymore Show weekly recap podcast. My name is Abby Sullivan. What is The Drew Barrymore Show, if you happen to not know? It's a daily talk show. It's an hour long on CBS from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. It's a show that I watch every single day now that I'm working from home. I'm so in love with it. It is so fucking weird and and just so different from everything else in that time slot on TV right now. It's not your typical morning show. It has so much to offer and it brings me a lot of comfort and joy and really effective distraction from kind of the chaos of our world and the reality. I don't think enough people are watching it. I'm here to spread awareness of this insane, beautiful, delicious TV show. I need to talk about it. It is rattling around in my brain at all times. So without further ado, let's start the week. And like Drew Barrymore, I think I'm going to start the week with Monday. Monday, November 2nd the day before the presidential election. The question in my mind before I started watching this episode, will Drew tell us to vote? And how will Drew tell us to vote? After a moment of canned applause and canned cheering, the curtains open and out comes Drew Barrymore, the titular role, you might say. And I can see her feeling some patriotism. This week, it's election week. Here it is, it's upon us, and we're gonna get Red, White, and Drew. She's definitely the only person excited about the election. They did show a clip of her waving an American flag from Grey Gardens, and she did recreate it, so if there are any Grey Gardens fans out there, super fans, make sure to check that clip out. The rest of Monday's episode, I will say was actually very good, technically very good, if we're going by the standard of a typical morning show, right? Like the segments flowed really well together. She had really in-depth discussions with all of her guests about a variety of important topics, okay? But I'll tell you right now, that's not what I'm here to talk about on this podcast. I was kind of bored by it because I think I forget sometimes that I'm not exactly the target audience of this show. But, um, you know, I'm a 24-year-old who lives with her parents and has no kids. But this show, usually, I've come to expect from it a level of deeply unhinged chaotic energy that I just did not get on Monday. So for that reason, I'm just going to skip right on to Tuesday. Right, the <laughs> Sorry. You're kind of freaking me out. Boy, did you deliver. Tuesday, November 3rd, the day of the election. I will say at first, I was nervous because the show had a very similar feel to Monday's. It was calm. It was put together very well. By the very last segment of the show, I will say that Drew really, I think, came through specifically for me. I think she had me in mind. 
She did a segment with her new co-host, question mark, Ross Matthews. Um, if anyone knows what's going on with that, let me know. He just kind of is there sometimes. It was called Rage Baking. And the whole concept was baking to let out your frustrations, right? Well, Drew... I see that you you have a little pent up anxiety, right? I do. So then you're gonna love this next. Okay. The segment was pretty simple. They're supposed to be baking cinnamon rolls that had crushed nuts and chocolate pieces in them. Drew, at one point, she said what I was thinking was that that sounds gross. Like, uh, I don't want chopped nuts in a cinnamon roll, and neither does Drew Barrymore. So take note and take this recipe with a grain of salt. Um, The chopped nuts, however, were integral to this segment because, not for flavor, but for prop usage. We have a mallet here, okay? (laughs) So put those down. That's right, to crush the nuts, she used a mallet. Um, I don't know why anyone would give Drew Barrymore a weapon. She (laughs) really was delighted by it. Um, And as you heard at the very beginning of this podcast episode, um, she went to town on those nuts. She was possessed by the power of holding a wooden mallet in her hand. Um, And she went insane. She was throwing bags of nuts all over the studio. She was screaming and yelling and laughing maniacally and hammering. And at a certain point, she started throwing flour everywhere. She picked up this huge tin of flour. I don't know why they gave her that much flour. She threw it at Ross Matthews. It went all over his shirt first. He was a really good sport, but at first he was like, oh my God. And then she threw it all over the studio. And then Finale holds the, um, the tin over her head. And you can hear in the background, I don't know, I assume when you can hear real people, it's the crew, like being the audience. That's what I'm assuming is how they're doing it. And so I think her crew, as the audience and maybe even her producer, they're like, no. (laughs) You can hear them audibly being like, no, 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 no. And her reaction to them begging her to not do this was so, she sounded so innocent. I'm going to play the clip. Oh, no. Why? like a little kid she sounds and I really thought for a second because she was looking off at this producer these crew members I assume and was like you like you could tell she was kind of processing and thinking about whether or not she should actually do it and then sure enough she actually did she tipped the flower pan over herself and it went everywhere it was all over it was like sticking to her face and um it was like that for the rest of the show and so ended Tuesday on, on to Wednesday. Oh, Sherry, you set my soul on fire. That's right. That's from a cartoon. That was a clip from Drew's News, which I think I could safely say is my favorite segment of the show um, overall. I think it's the most fun. She has this huge honking desk, and it's filled. It's so perfect for her personality. It's filled with clutter, um, papers, books, props. Um, sometimes, but not recently, actually, now that I think about it, a huge framed photo of Marie Kondo. Drew is obsessed with Marie Kondo. She's been begging, publicly begging, for this woman to appear on her show since the show started airing. I think she's made some headway with that, but because she hasn't brought it up in a while. Um, so maybe they have something in the works, I'm not sure. But anyway, um, yeah, what I find interesting about Drew's News is that it always happens at a different part of the show every single episode. 
sometimes it's the last thing they do. Sometimes it's like the first thing they do. And I like the floating nature. Sometimes there's a co-host, sometimes there isn't. It's just a very rogue segment. Sometimes it itself feels cluttered like the desk. And I just, I like the energy that it has. Here's another example of the kind of hard-hitting story Drew's News has given to the public on the daily. Is that an albino turtle in your pocket? Or are you... After making an obscene joke about a yellow turtle, Drew then revealed to America Kamala Harris's Secret Service code name, which feels, which feels illegal. And then immediately after she had this to say. You know, if I were a president, I'd want my code name to be Courtney. Courtney is, oh, oh, I'm confused by Courtney. Because I think I started watching the Drew Barrymore show after the character of Courtney was introduced. Courtney is a full-on character on this show. She's recurring. She might even be featured. Um, She is a 1980s American Girl doll that never speaks. And Drew talks to her a lot. I I, I don't think I ever want to know the origin of this bit. But um, I love it. It was the day of the election, so of course Drew's News had to do a political bit. She called it presidential brain ticklers. Here's one that caught my attention and had me holding my breath. I want you to listen and try to figure out how this sentence ends. Okay, brain tickler. Did you know that Andrew Jackson owned- Did you have something in mind as to what she was about to say Andrew Jackson owned? Yeah, I did too. Well, guess what? We were way off. Owned a parrot and taught it how to swear. Wednesday's episode centered entirely around puppies which was awesome she had these um handful of adoptable puppies and pretty much every scene she would be holding a different puppy you know who i have good chemistry with it's your puppies oh no 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 it was adorable i i have nothing to comment about on it except it was really fucking cute oh something really exciting about this episode drew introduced a new segment and what was it called let me look i forget Uh, Dear Drew, Um, so I feel like you can infer a little bit from the title, she gets physical mail, fan mail from viewers, and reads it out loud, and it went about as well as you could expect. Here's some photos of me at their gravesite, and um, fun fact, I broke into the cemetery. She interviewed um, Fortune Feimster. I love when she interviews comedians because Drew is like, Drew is a huge comedy fan, so the interviews are always pretty good. She always asks them like awesome questions um, and gets like really down into it. And um, Fortune Feimster has a thing on her Instagram where she dances holding ice cream. That's like the bit. And um, of course, Drew wanted to do it. So they had, they each had a tub of ice cream and um, they played like generic royalty-free music and <laughs> danced holding the ice cream. Oh, you know what? I'm going to eat like limbo style. Ready? She held the spoon above her head and then walked under it like she was going to limbo, but then ate the ice cream. It was genius and pretty innovative. Okay, now, while the rest of America was watching Michigan, Drew Barrymore was interviewing David Dobrik. (laughs) She was um, uh, doing the hard work that day, actually. If you really think about it, I mean, she was interviewing David Dobrik. I'm not really going to get too much into the interview as a whole, um, but this particular micro moment has been rattling around, round and round and round in my head. 
since I saw it. I have not stopped thinking about it. And um, it's something she said so quickly, too. Like, she said it so quickly and just breezed right past it. And everyone else breezed right past it, too. But I was sitting at home like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Can we back it up? My kids, we just watched the one uh, when you go to Africa. Blended. I just lived it this weekend. Um, Yeah. She lived the plot of Blended this weekend? That's where I'm stuck. That's what I've been thinking about. Now, let me quickly read to you the plot of Blended. Recently divorced mom, Lauren, parentheses Drew Barrymore, and widowed dad, Jim, parentheses Adam Sandler, let their friends push them into a blind date, which goes disastrously wrong. Unsurprisingly, neither wants to see the other ever again. However, fate intervenes when both Jim and Lauren, unbeknownst to each other, purchase one half of the same vacation package at a South African resort. They and their children are forced to share the same suite and participate in a slew of family activities together. How did you go through that this weekend, Drew Barrymore? How did you go through that this weekend, Drew Barrymore? How? How? How you went on a blind date in the middle of a pandemic with a stranger that your friends set you up with and you had no idea who they were and it was a disaster and then you also went on vacation to South Africa? That's the whole part. Like, that's like the main part of the movie is South Africa. I have never seen that movie, but everyone says it's the one where Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler goes to Africa. How? I need to know. You went... How... I... I, I, it, I, I need to know. I need to know. And on to Thursday. When Thursday's show, I'm still thinking about it. I'm still thinking about her living, her announcing, and then moving right on from it, that she lived the plot of blended. Blended. She lived the plot of Blended. God. Okay, Thursday's show. Get some tears on real quick. Yeah, we need a few tears. <laughs> oh, hold on. I can do that. That's easy. That's easy. Oh, oh beautiful. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> now drooling. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just... You know, I didn't have, like, family growing up. It certainly is, and I think it's something we need right now. (laughs) I used to spend Christmas by myself. The queen of the tragic segue has struck again. Both of those particular clips were from an interview she did with the cast of Friends Giving. And I highly recommend checking it out because Chelsea Peretti was in it, and she was so funny, obviously. And another part of the show, she had Gabriel Iglesias on, and they talked about he has a new show where he um, does animal tricks or whatever on Nickelodeon. It's like a kid show. And so she had a VFF, a virtual friend and family, come on the show to show off some amazing tricks with her pet chicken. Um, now, I found whenever I'm watching the show and someone brings up a pet that they have, Drew always always replies oh i have one of those too here are some examples from this week alone just want you to know 
that I have chickens. I have six chickens. I have a bird, Sunny. I better get that thing trained. We know for a fact she also has two dogs, at least at minimum, because I've seen them running around the studio like during the show. She has for sure a bearded dragon because she talks about him a lot. I forget what his name is or her. And then I feel like she has a cat. I, I don't think she's brought the cat up in a while, but I, I'm pretty sure she has at least one cat. So that's the current tally. I'm going to start keeping notes. I'm interested in exactly how many animals she has because she's referred to her house as a zoo before, which is starting to add up as we go along in the episodes. And um, I'm interested to know where these animals are. Obviously, like the chickens and stuff must be at our LA house. Who is taking care of the chickens? Um, how are they doing? I want an update. Well, it's finally Friday. Um, I do have to say right off the bat, um, there was some big news this morning with Pennsylvania that um, derailed the airing of the Drew Barrymore show, at least where I am. CBS really needs to get its priorities straight because, you know, I already know about Pennsylvania from Google and the internet and everything. I need my Drew Barrymore time. That's, I need it to detach from what's going on because you know for sure she's not going to talk about it. So, um, it's a great distraction and I needed it and I missed it today. So I wasn't able to watch it live. Um, they've been kind of slow to put the clips up on YouTube. Um, so I'm kind of flying blind here, but I'm going to do my best. I do have to say I'm very excited because Drew actually, we're very lucky over here at the Drew Barrymore Show Weekly Recap Podcast because she actually gave a glowing review of this podcast on her show today. Take a listen. The whole point of this very boring podcast is to put you to sleep. You heard it here first, folks. So the YouTube video isn't up yet, but I saw on Instagram that she brought back her character from Never Been Kissed. She's been bringing back a lot of characters lately. I was particularly excited. Um, a week or two ago, she brought back Sheila Hammond from the unjustly canceled Santa Clarita Diet from Netflix. But other than that, it's all been characters like I don't really know. Like, I've never seen Never Been Kissed, which I know is on me. Like, that's me being a bad fan or whatever. I need to see it. But when is she going to bring back Fever Pitch? When will she bring back Fever Pitch? That is, in my mind, that is the greatest movie of all time, let alone Drew Barrymore movie of all time. Fever Pitch, when that character comes back, I will lose my mind. I'm telling you that right now. If she ever interviews Jimmy Fallon, it's happening. I, I guarantee it. Oh, wow. Yeah, sorry. That sound means we're all out of time. It's time to go. Um, we finished recapping the whole week. Um, it was a lot to unpack, but I'm glad I got to get this off my chest because without this outlet, these thoughts would just be in my brain and I can't have that anymore. So um, here you go. Thank you to my two to three friends for listening. Um, you can follow me on Twitter to find out where to listen to this because I'm still not sure myself at TDBS Weekly Recap and I'll post the episode there and I'll be doing this weekly, hopefully. So yeah, thanks and Watch the Drew Barrymore show. There are things that sometimes I can't believe we're getting away with on the show.